3: Hello and welcome to Clash of the Titles, the podcast that sees two movies with something in common go head-to-head to see which one does it better. And welcome to a very special episode. Today, we are going to be reliving the first ever Clashboard Live! We did it, didn't we? We did it. Yeah, we best did. best night of my life, maybe. no. It wasn't. No, it wasn't. It it genuinely wasn't. It wasn't. (laughs) It genuinely wasn't. wasn't. But it was a lot of fun. So we were at the Ludcast, the London Podcast Festival. Uh, God, I don't even remember when it was. September. September the fourth. Oh,
4: because I was so shit scared. That's how I know the day. Best
3: night of your life. I
4: had a brilliant
5: time.
3: September the 4th uh, we did our first live show uh, thank you to everyone who came down and uh, we did say we were going to put it out at some point and we've reached that point in our lives where we, <laughs> we want a week <laughs> off over Christmas <laughs> and we want Blondine to have a week off so you're getting it now yes you are getting it so as uh, some of you may remember because we talked about it a lot on the show it's uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles from 1990 versus How the Duck from <laughs>
5: 1986. 1986 yeah
3: well remembered yeah thank you very much uh, and picture the scene um, Alex
6: is dressed as Vicky as- as April O'Neil Vicky <laughs> O'Neil mm. uh, I was dressed as you <laughs> and I've got a shell on my back but no one can see it no uh,
3: one day we I think we do we have the whole video for this I don't know if we do maybe there is a video somewhere for this maybe it's at the other live show I'm getting ahead of myself <laughs> Basically,
4: This is going brilliantly. Yeah, just get into it. <laughs> Let the people listen to the show, Alex. the wrong Burgundy you cannot go off
5: script.
3: <laughs> is this a live show? <laughs> Sorry, this is a live show? Anyway, uh, the point is, uh, oh, the live show played out... <laughs> I'm getting into the intricacies now. The live show played out as one giant show, but we've split it into two. So, for your first half of Clash Pod's first ever live show, we are going to be taking you to King's Place... In King's Cross To the auditorium The biggest auditorium <laughs> they had <laughs> Rammed it was Standing room only The people We had to turn people away Several Seven people <laughs> so not, not everyone got in It was mad But this is Howard the Duck First of all And return on Thursday For part two Of Clash of the Titles Live When we'll be talking Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles The 1990 version Enjoy
1: the show No more Mr. Nice Duck. Release the Kraken.
3: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Clash of the Titles
5: Live! (laughs)
3: I'm fine, thanks. Uh, Welcome, 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 (laughs) welcome to Clash of the Titles, the podcast that sees two movies with something in common go head to head to see which one does it better on tonight's first ever live episode in the Red Corner, a cinematic classic beloved by children around the world who adore the slapstick humor, the frantic action set pieces, and the duck pornography. Yes, it's George Lucas' very own Duck Throat Island. Let's hear it for How the Duck! And that right there is the most applause How the Duck has ever got. So, in the blue corner, Leonardo, Michelangelo, and Donatello make up the team with one of the fellow. Raphael, he's the leader of the group, transformed from the norm by the nuclear goop. Pizza's the food that's shorter, please. These ninjas are inter...
5: <laughs>
3: I rolled the dice for that one. These ninjas are inter... <laughs> Pap- Thank you, one fucking person. <laughs> Pepperoni and cheese. Yes, we're talking teenage mutant ninja Tartos! <laughs> so I am your host, Alex Zane. Let me welcome on stage my co-host. Uh, first of all, she's a writer. She is the auteur behind the catchphrase "I'm all in." <laughs> she's never met an animal she doesn't hate. Please welcome Vicky Crompton. <laughs>
5: That's it.
4: That's it. Give That's me. it. No, because a little inside baseball joke just to kick us off. Right. I'm the floor of Radix Prison from Air Force One, so I'm ahead to next week. Who gets that? No one. That's yeah. annoying.
3: Oh, well, never mind. Yep. Look at what I'm fucking wearing. I can see
4: absolutely everything. A... <laughs> All right, he's a film
3: journalist, an oracle of movie knowledge. He genuinely thinks Deep Impact is better than Armageddon. He's here to deliver some Tilly trivia. Is of course, Chris Thrilly, a.k.a. Chris Tilly! You said you were going to do a big intro. Like a big- big, Oh, big. That was big. Oh, that's horrible. You're keeping that on, are you? Uh, yeah it's hot
5: though. <laughs> <laughs> Can
3: I do that, a show like this. Fine. Do do it. Do it. It's first show. It's uh, it's a learning experience. Uh, right then. So, How the Duck versus Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. These were your choices. You monsters. What's wrong with you? Let's just do a, let's just do a check. Uh, give me a cheer if you voted for this pairing.
5: Well, look. was just a <laughs>
3: of some long-form prank Uh, (laughs) excellent Uh, so well i uh, i don't know what to say someone somewhere is having a laugh Uh, give me a cheer then if you've seen howard the duck give me a cheer if you watched in preparation for the show Good, that's fine then. That's okay, that's okay. Because, oh, we are in for a treat tonight. If you thought this costume was inappropriate, just wait until we get to Jeffrey Jones's mouth penis fucking a cigarette lighter. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna be a hell of a moment. Uh, so, shall we do the connection section? I'm really hot. I don't think you should keep all that on. I, 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 actually, I think it's dangerous.
4: You should take your. <laughs> I'm a Max
3: Payne! (laughs) (laughs) So, connection section. I'm going to start the connection section between these two movies. I've got kind of a beautiful one uh, to start with. It's the power of love transcending species slash if an animal can talk, are you allowed to fuck it? (laughs) Oh, horrible, Sorry, I know. <laughs> There's the tone.
4: <laughs> what you got? I've got defenceless but feisty women jumped by punks or punkers, whatever that is, in back alleys. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's it. It's <laughs> yeah, the real section. I've done some real okay. work. Yeah, no, you have. You have. It's not all about I the I just so you know it was a euphemism. <laughs>
6: uh, Chris, martial arts. Great. That's,
4: lame. That's... No, it's good. Right, fine. That's Titles, good. songs named after title characters. Mm, yep. The word toots or toots uh, appears in both of them, which is strange. Okay. Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, I've got talking animals with unhealthy diets. Uh, the turtles only live on Domino's Pizza. Uh, nothing wrong with that. And Howard apparently lives solely on beer and pornography. <laughs> uh, and I genuinely can't decide which is the worst diet. <laughs> <laughs> Any more? I'm done. No. You Yep. Yeah. You done? All right. <laughs> Let's get into this, then. I genuinely cannot believe no one who voted for this fucking pairing <laughs> actually turned up. <laughs> that is mental.
5: <laughs>
3: Men- right. Fine. Fine. It's going to be great. These are great movies. Uh, so shortly, Vicky will be shouting cowabunga as she hits the ground. But first, Chris is hopefully going to explain why a duck carries around a loose condom in its wallet. <laughs>
5: (laughs) take take us on a journey.
6: Okay, in 1985, Leah Thompson starred in a movie where she tried to sleep with her son, and it was the biggest hit of the year. The actress obviously saw a correlation, as in 1986, she starred in a movie where she tried to sleep with a duck. But lightning didn't strike twice, as the movie was one of the biggest flops of the decade. How the Duck revolves around a cigar-chomping mallard who starts the film in duck world, but immediately finds himself blasted to Cleveland for a duck-out-of-water tale. But being a film that doesn't know who it's for or what it is, the movie quickly turns into the aforementioned interspecies love story, then morphs into a lengthy chase movie, before finally transforming into a creature feature as Howard faces off with a terrifying demon that had about as much business being in a kids' movie as that bestial sex scene. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, for your consideration, Howard the Duck. <laughs> <laughs> Vicky. Yes. When did you first see How the Duck?
4: About three days ago.
5: <laughs>
4: Good.
6: We've only got an hour and a half. Uh, Alex. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he when did you he first... loves to crack through it. <laughs> <laughs> when did you first catch HTD? Uh,
3: uh, <laughs> 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 it's
5: just this
3: costume's just a bit tight. Um, so uh, I saw it on Laserdisc. Uh, yeah, yeah, fancy man, fancy, fancy eight-year-old. Uh, I saw it in uh, in Leeds on a Laserdisc. Don't know why I saw it on a Laserdisc, but I remember being very, very excited about seeing this movie because uh, of two things. I liked the cover of the poster. I like the duck smoking a cigar. You couldn't see the actual duck, you just saw the cigar. Really like cigars at eight years old. Uh, but mainly because I was tricked, like everyone else, because it's got the Indiana Jones font. And so I was conned into believing this was going to be a rip-roaring adventure like Indiana fucking Jones. Yes. And it, it wasn't. Yeah, because
6: even at eight, you knew that the name George Lucas meant Star Wars and Indiana Jones. Mm. We missold it. Yeah, I'm the same. It was called how a New Breed of Hero, then when we saw it. Yep. Because they got scared of the duck element, and so they took duck out of the title. And they, they took the duck off the poster in the UK. They didn't even have him there, mm. which is odd. Um, so yeah, I saw it when I was eight, and I can remember being bored and annoyed and really, really scared at the end.
3: See, I, what I found weird is that I remember the diner scene and the monster at the end, and that was it, but what, it's what I don't remember that's more interesting. Like I do not remember as an eight-year-old going, that's weird. Looks like she's gonna fuck that duck. <laughs> I don't remember that. Like uh, it didn't touch the sides. But, I don't remember like thinking, what is what's that? When in his you're wallet? eight, but when you're eight, is that you a think. Pug?
6: Oh, when you're eight, you think, oh, that's maybe that's what adults do. <laughs> <laughs> Now I find it weird. Then I was like, oh, I don't understand the world. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I want to grow up. That's uh, <laughs> what adults do. <laughs> all right. Um, all right, let's do a brief history of Howard the Duck, then. Um, comic book writer Steve Gerber introduced Howard as a supporting character for his Swamp Thing rip-off uh, Man Thing, and he was a stranger in a strange land, trapped in a world he didn't make, surrounded by hairless apes. He was a... I'm a I'm, an unwilling hero, and um, he was positioned as a mouthpiece to comment on society's ills, which is not what we got in the film. Um, it was dark, it was dark. Uh, Howard suffered existential crises, he had a nervous breakdown, and he even attempted suicide. Again, not what we got in the film. But he became this symbol of the counterculture um, and a hero for the disenfranchised, but not for Walt Disney. Disney did not like what they saw because Howard looked like Donald Duck. They called foul play. Threatened legal action, and Marvel agreed to change his design. They made him shorter. They made him fatter. They gave him smaller eyes, human toes. They, they, they even put trousers on him. Um, But Steve Gerber was uh, not a man to hold a grudge because a month later he wrote a special Walt Disney issue of Howard the Duck where Howard has to do business with a failed cartoonist called Wally Sidney who makes his money via a chain of conservative clothing retailers called Sydney World. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So you imagine that Steve Gerber was probably turning in his grave when Disney bought Marvel and therefore the rights to his beloved character just a year after he died. Sorry to bring it down, but it's not all going to be laughs. Um, but while Disney didn't like Howard uh, at the time, George Lucas loved him, uh, which is surprising as Gerbert also wrote an anti-Star Wars issue of, of Howard the Duck. He hated everything. <laughs> um, so during post-production on A New Hope, he showed the comic to writers uh, Willard Hyke and Gloria Katz, um, with whom he collaborated on American Graffiti. And they pitched the movie around town, and they initially had plans for it to be an animated film. Do you think it would have been better as a cartoon
4: i mean yeah i don't i don't it's just uh, it's beyond words so yeah why not better as anything
3: all right well i'll say i'll say no then because you'd have you'd have robbed someone who worked on that movie of the life-changing opportunity to have to mold sculpt and feather duck (laughs) tits Which I think is a a very character-forming exercise for someone. Dream gig? Mm? (laughs) Uh,
6: um, So, having missed out on the Star Wars billions, Universal Pictures wanted to be in the George Lucas business. And they decided Howard was the duck that was going to lay the golden egg. How wrong they were. Uh, Husband and wife team Hike and Katz wrote and directed the film. And Leia Thompson got top billing.
4: Yes. oh sorry sorry uh, we're cool. Jesus
3: <laughs> these are non-stop
4: um,
6: she beat the likes of Tori Amos Belinda Carlisle and Cindy Lauper to play the rock star and Howard's love interest Beverly Switzler uh, while in an early role Tim Robbins was cast as a bloke who seems to be suffering from some kind of head
5: trauma <laughs> it's a bit
6: weird Um, And Robin Williams was cast as the voice of Howard the Duck, uh, which makes sense, as he was best known for playing Mork at the time. Mm. Um, But the process drove Williams quackers. (laughs) Um, And he walked after three days, um, saying he felt constricted and confined by trying to match the duck's flapping bill. Vicky, would it have been better with Robbie Williams? Yes. Robbie Williams. Robbie Williams.
5: <laughs> <laughs> yes, and yes.
6: He would have been about 10. Yeah, right, he could have been inside a brilliant the duck. Idea. A really good idea. Okay, but <laughs> Robbie Williams, what about Robin Williams? Robbie
3: Alex? Williams could have been inside the duck, as if this film couldn't get any fucking weirder. Uh, uh, I think the problem was that they he was having to match it. So they filmed all the scenes with Howard talking with a puppeteer just going, Do you know. Quack-foo, mm-hmm. I know, quack-foo. <laughs> and so then they had to get someone, an actor, into to match because Leah Thompson basically said, this is, this is not working. She said, what was her quote? She said, I felt I was dragging Howard the Duck up a hill by myself with my teeth the whole time. Kinky. (laughs) That should have been in the movie. Uh, She said, we had amazing puppeteers, but they were the ones doing the jokes. I was like, it would be great if you could get an actor doing the lines to keep the ball in the air. So what you should have done is get Robin Williams on set, improvising, you'd get better lines, and it would be more fun. Which is what they did in Roger Rabbit. Mm. The the guy, Roger
6: Rabbit, was there doing... Sorry, can you just move that down to cover up? Yeah, sorry. It's just, I, I can see everything.
3: I wasn't the one who said, Robbie Williams inside a duck. <laughs> that's not the weirdest thing
6: that's going to get said tonight. No. Because we're going to get into the movie. But yeah, Chuck Zian, um, Chip Zian is the Broadway star and a voice and the character. And a bunch of different people ended up inside that suit. But that's a whole other story, which we'll discuss when we get to the movie. Speaking of which, should we delve in? Sure, Chris. I'm excited, yes. So, as I said, it's like four different films that don't sort of make sense with each other, so we'll kick off with the duck-out-of-water story. And I think the film starts really strong with uh, George Lucas Presents. We like
5: that. (laughs) We like that.
3: (laughs) (laughs) That bit's fucking great. I remember as a kid going, I
6: love yes. this. Show. <laughs> uh, we got a great score by John Barry and then we pan around Howard's apartment and there are duck puns all over the place. Do you have a favourite duck pun?
4: I do. I really like splash dance. Yeah. I was really into it until Play Duck. definitely.
3: Dance mm. mm. is good. Uh, May Nest, good. WC Fouls, good. Mm. It's when you get to Indiana Drake that things mm. fall apart. <laughs> how did you get to Indiana Drake when it's staring you in the face? Swim, Deanna Jones.
4: Oh, that's nice. Mm. Fair enough, no, Mm. fair enough.
3: All right. I'll take it from Vicky then. Uh,
6: That's Breeders of the Lost Stork, isn't it? What? It's just the word breeders.
4: Like, it's
5: it's
6: weird. And we get a good look at Howard. Um,
3: Why is it called Rolling Egg as well? That's stupid. It's based on Rolling Stone. I know, but the implication is that (laughs) stones don't exist in Duck World. Like, because, it's why, why would you replace stone with egg? I think you're overthinking it. I'm not overthinking it, because on Earth, that would imply that Rolling Stone should be called Rolling Baby, or Rolling Fetus. Um, Swim Deanna Jones.
6: <laughs> Swim Deanna Jones. But we get a good look at Howard. How do you feel about the
3: way this duck appears on screen? Well, the thing about a duck size got dead eyes, lifeless
5: eyes. (laughs) Like
3: a doll's eyes. Right up until it bites you. Those (laughs) eyes roll back into the head. Don't know how many men we lost on that uh, first dawn. Stop in. Maybe about a hundred. Don't know how many ducks. Maybe a thousand. He does this all the time. (laughs) So 1,100 men went into the water. 316 men came out. Ducks took the rest. That's how I feel. Okay. Vicky, how do you feel about the look of Howard?
4: I fucking hated it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Can we talk about the tits? I'm really excited. To talk about the tits. Wait, let's do Howard first because he's a big part of this. He what is. if my put? eyed, he... white lidded nightmare factory.
3: He's <laughs> <laughs> right. amazing. It's such a big swing. What is amazing that the first time hiking cats saw the duck. They didn't go. Well, we just can't make this movie. We just, <laughs> yeah. we, should, we, should, we should, everyone go home. This can't happen. Have you seen that thing? Mm. It's a monstrosity. Wow.
4: Do you like it?
3: No. Right. It's horrible. It's
6: horrible. Just to be clear. <laughs> To quote Cuddles the Monkey, I ate that duck. No. <laughs> um, so,
4: <laughs> Vicky, yes. we're there now. Yeah, great.
3: Uh, you wanted you, you you a good show? That's Quint and Cuddles the Monkey
5: <laughs> in the same episode. I'm sure my age. I'm sure my age. Uh, the first of many
6: messed up moments in this family flick is when Howard has a read of a porn magazine called Play Duck and, and opens up the centrefold.
4: Yeah, so <laughs> I saw that and he's like, hello, beautiful duck or something. I was like, okay, so it's got boobs. But he says, oh, you've been, he doesn't say Photoshop, he said my airbrushed lovely. And I thought, okay, so in this world, you airbrush your playboy so that ducks have boobs. Okay, whatever, fine. But then when we burst through the apartment wall and the sexy duck is in the bath, I just couldn't cope with it because she's got actual boobs. And God strike me down, but I thought they're so pert. Someone's <laughs> had a little help. <laughs> I didn't
6: think that. It's also bad writing, isn't it? You don't have duck breast followed by duck breast. True. Wouldn't, you wouldn't have that for dinner and you shouldn't
3: have it in a film. Do, do you remember this whole <laughs> opening where the minute he opens Play Duck, it's shocking because I was watching it going, well, they're going to cut away and you're just going to see him looking at it. They're not going to actually show the centrefold. Right. Um, and, they, and they do. It reminds me, have you ever seen that Peter Jackson movie, Meet the Feebles? Mm-hmm. Where it's puppets and sex together—it's just upsetting. <laughs> it's just very, very upsetting. This whole thing, and I don't know what they were thinking with the duck with the breasts out in the bath. The only comparison I can make is that they saw Commando the previous year, where Arnie crashes through a hotel wall. You're yeah, I don't, obsessed with yeah, I don't that. No one about, else no, thinks that. Don't talk about that again. We,
6: did, we talked about that before. Really? Yeah, on the show. Yeah. All right. Well, all right,
3: do it. No, I just... no I'm not going to do it now. No, I think you're right. It's, it's quite repulsive. Yeah, it's horrible.
5: <laughs>
3: uh, um... I wasn't the one who brought it up on the original show, just for the record. Sure,
0: that was me. Selling a little or a lot?
2: Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN.
6: Um, then we get some narration just for Vicky. Yeah. Um, and that do you know, that is the voice of the ride from Jurassic Park. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs>
5: uh,
6: and then Howard lands in Cleveland, and where he's supposed to be a fish out of water, but they put him next to a nightclub frequented by all these 80s punks. So it's not that weird. Like, the point of him being in Cleveland is everyone's normal, but everyone's like, you know, freaks and punks, and they barely bat an eyelid. And I think the film needs to make a decision on whether people were weirded out by Howard or not, because 80% of people are not, and then 20% are. And it's, it's wow, how does he exist in this world?
3: Well, I just assume different people can process an anthropomorphic wildfowl uh, in different ways. Um, So,
6: then we get the duck-out-of-water stuff. I'm going to go through a list of some of them. So, he tries to bite the bum of a lady at a job centre.
3: And yet, that's not the weirdest thing in that scene. No, it's not. The weirdest thing in that scene is that a state-sponsored official who works at a recruitment centre will get you a job in a brothel. (laughs) (laughs) That's what's fucked up.
6: Which is the next weird thing. He, 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 next time we see him, he's handing out towels and lotions at a, a bordello called Hot Tub Fever. Hot Tub Fever. Yeah. There's
3: one in um, Kentish Town just up the road called Rio Spa. It? How do you What's know? it like? What's it like? Yeah, not, nice. just, I've heard it's. I mean, the website is quite explicit, if I'm honest.
5: <laughs>
4: but I did, because I was like, well, maybe it is just a, a spa. It could be a spot where, you know, the management turn a bit of a blind eye to what might happen. <laughs> that's, a th- that's a brothel. Yeah, oh, yeah. But then what is the, the lava of love? Like, who wants to have sex in mud? No one. No?
6: A duck might.
4: Yeah, yeah that's true. I thought that was disgusting. Mm. <laughs> anyway.
6: Yeah. And then, and then I think the weird... F- maybe the weirdest bit of, of duck out of water, fish out of water, is, is later on in the film when he's at a Cajun sushi restaurant and, and the patrons decide to cook and eat what's clearly a sentient
3: being. Yeah, but it's not even that, because that's not just a Cajun sushi restaurant. It's called Roma's Cajun Sushi. So that is an Italian, Italian, Southern American, yeah. Japanese fusion <laughs> restaurant. Which I think, if you are eating that as your diet anyway, you're probably waiting for a sentient being to walk in so you can <laughs> eat it. You must be going, I'm, I'm, I'm sick of this southern fried carbonara nigiri. So <laughs> I'll probably eat a duck. It's nicer.
6: But in 86, that would have been weird. I think now that would be a, a fusion restaurant I'd expect to see in
4: Soho. Plus you showing your age again. <laughs> <laughs> With well, this foreign mug. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, I, like I ate that mug. <laughs> <laughs>
6: Uh, All right, next up, the love story. Uh, So Howard sees the band um, Cherry Bomb Live and befriends their lead singer singer Bev. Um, She takes him home, gives him beer, puts him to bed and finds a condom in his wallet, (laughs) (laughs) which which is bad on two fronts as it isn't in its wrapper.
4: That's the bit that I don't get. Well, I just assumed... It was used. It was used, yeah. yeah. And he'd wrung it out. I'm sorry, but. Because. Wrung it out.
3: (laughs) What kind of lads have you been out
4: with? What
3: are things like in Lewisham?
4: (laughs) Well, it's empty, but it's not in a wrapper.
3: Can you use one twice if you turn it inside out? Yes. No. Um, But it's also.
4: (laughs) Did you write that down? (laughs) Vicky says it's fine. Please.
3: But it's also not corkscrew shaped. Oh, my God. Did anyone? Right, so some people did this then. I I wish I hadn't Googled that. Whoever voted for this is responsible for me having to Google what does a duck's penis look like. Yeah, yeah, I did it as well. I did it as well. Give me a cheer if you've had a look at this this week.
5: (laughs) What's going with this?
3: Really? I did. <laughs> me.
6: So we just did. me and you have that printed on our brains the rest of our lives. We sat huddled round a monitor I going,
3: act- ooh, how act- does that work? I
6: actually considered seeing if I could get it put yeah, on I the did screen. And I did it did too. And my, it's I was, not fair. It's not fair. It's, so
3: wait, I'm not allowed to mention that scene in Commando, but we can talk about a corkscrew penis and <laughs> think about putting it on screen. Yeah, because they but. don't know what we're talking about. Right. It's, um, a, it's got a corkscrew penis. It's amazing. Do you know about a female s- duck's vagina?
4: No. What do you mean, like that? This is science. Is it shaped like a bottle of wine?
5: Uh,
3: no, it has, <laughs> it's it, not it's not. it has secret chambers. So if the female duck doesn't like the male duck that's having sex with her, she directs his corkscrew penis into an empty, like, uh, chamber, like a superfluous vagina. Right. And then he ejaculates into that and she doesn't get pregnant. How does she direct it? With, like, a wing? I don't... I don't... I just... <laughs> <laughs> Left a bit. Left a bit.
4: No, I'm not doing the thing. No, 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 you're great, you're great, you're fine, you're fine. We'll definitely get pregnant, definitely.
6: <laughs> I honestly yeah. didn't think we'd spend this long on the culture uh, cock.
3: Um, I so, I mean, because if, if Beverly had actually followed through, then how would that work with Howard? Like, sh- dude, you have to sh- spin him.
5: <laughs> <laughs> She'd get in. Spin <laughs> yeah, really, no. him,
6: it's called a spit roast, and we're not going to talk about it here. Um, because against the odds and the laws of nature, our love blossoms between Howard and Bev, even though I feel like it's hard to get a sense of who Howard is. Is he a kid or is he an adult? Mm. Is he a sleaze bag or is he sweet?
3: Like, he changes from scene to scene, and it makes no sense. Um, Does that depend on whether it is the child in the suit? Because you told me that it's the child I mean, in the suit during the, the sexy scene.
5: No.
3: Oh. Yeah. <laughs>
6: Yeah, he wanted to do it, but his guardian said, I don't think you should do it. And Leah Tom said,
3: I don't want to do this. But mm. She said was- she was a lot happier when it was an adult in the suit. <laughs> Fucking understatement of the year. <laughs> <laughs> but obviously this
6: is the, the key scene. Bev walks out in her underwear and invites Howard onto her bed to watch David Letterman, which I guess is like an 80s Netflix and chill. Sure. And they kiss and then they
3: get interrupted. How did this make you feel, Alex? Very sexy. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it's, I don't know. It's quite amazing. Um, I, I uh, I think I was more preoccupied with the fact that she'd been through his wallet earlier. So I didn't really trust Beverly at this point. Because sure, she finds a condom in there. But, you know, she's going through his wallet okay I wasn't yeah I was more worried about the sex
4: just made me feel empty hollow <laughs> and sad I wanted to turn it off and I was mad at you really mad at you for going on about Howard the Duck forever which is how we've ended up here mm. talking about Howard the Duck when nobody wanted it <laughs> <laughs>
6: um, they don't actually have sex but, but they were about to and Leah Thompson says that people still come up to her and say this scene made them quite confused as a kid or she says they sometimes say it set up their sexuality in quite a strange way um, i mean it's
3: i remember as a kid just sort of I, was, I just i think it's all right you know i think it's fine I, I do think it's fine i think as long as she's got superfluous chambers then you know because that condom's been used so she's got to stay safe I feel like
6: i'm learning a lot about you tonight so um actor jordan prentice uh said that they initially uh hide three eight year old dwarves uh to play how the duck but the youngsters are uh, couldn't do it as they got frightened in the costume and one kept peeing his pants. Oh. So Jordan, who was who was 12 <laughs> years old, it gets worse, I'm sorry. <laughs> gotta tell the truth, gotta be honest here. Uh, Jordan, who was 12 years old at the time, uh, he landed the role and said he was fine with the love scene, as I say, but but he was in that suit at that time. But stuff got worse for him as he said when he was in the costume he couldn't see for 75% of the time. And he said they took to putting a hairdryer in the mouth with the heat and coal removed so it would cool me down and hopefully defog the eyes. But the servers were quite close to my face and at times they would heat up and it would be painful. That's a 12-year-old boy we're talking about. It gets worse. Um, (laughs) When he's driving the buggy during the film's finale, uh, Jordan says, the feathers on my head caught fire, and under there was polyurethane, which melts like candle wax, but faster. All of a sudden, I felt someone beating me on the back of my head. I was thinking, has it come to this? Did I not get it right? And they're actually hitting me.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God.
6: It it turned out to be my dresser beating the flames out with his bare hands. (laughs) So, due to pesky labour laws, and setting a kid on fire, um, a grown-up actor called Ed Gale uh, was brought in to do the bulk of the work. Right, next up, The Chase. Um, in which Tim Robbins flies an ultralight aircraft away from some cops and over some duck hunters in a scene that seems to last forever. Uh, do you have anything to say about the action scene? I
4: liked it! Yeah, okay. I did too. It's, yeah. a really, it's actually a good stunt, isn't because- it? Because... Howard isn't talking to anyone. Tim Robbins is behind him in the play. So because he's not directly interacting with any of the actors, and you don't have to endure Excellent actors struggling to keep the comedic timing. Brilliant fun because he's not talking to anyone. Yeah,
3: yeah, it's really good as well when Tim Robbins is in it because Tim Robbins manages to make Howard the Duck look better. How how are you? How are you the worst thing in a movie with a dead-eyed duck? Like, it's unbelievable that he came back from this. Yeah, like it's it's just me, Phil, you, Howard. We be friends. It's like what the fuck is going on? Yeah. Like? He's funnier in Jacob's Ladder than he is in this movie. <laughs>
6: And the action's quite good, because it was shot by Joe Johnston, who did The Rocketeer, so that makes sense. Yep. And he ended up doing a Marvel movie, Captain America. So it all comes full circle. But finally, we're into the creature feature portion of the movie, where registered sex offender Jeffrey Jones plays a scientist called Jennings, who becomes possessed by the Dark Overlord, a demon so powerful he could blow up condiments with his eyes.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I've
6: skated over the naughty thing about Jeffrey Jones. Though. What, did you skate over? About Jeffrey Jones. It's fine. I've skated over it. But yes. What um, oh, did he skate over
4: him being a registered sex offender. Oh shit!
3: Right? Are you not yeah, 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 yeah. I was. Yeah, I was just. I lost my place for a minute. That's fine. I just. You don't have to put that on the poster, though. We yeah. often talk about collapsing characters to simplify the story.
6: Uh, so why isn't Tim Robbins this character here? Because... Why doesn't he become the monster? Because Jeffrey Jones shows up and disappears registered
3: sex offender Jeffrey Jones.
6: And we don't know anything about him. Yeah. Why do we have him?
4: Here? So good. A serious question. And so sometimes, obviously, writers, you can lose sight of the fact that multiple characters are serving the same function. So yes, to collapse Phil and Jenning here would make absolutely no fucking difference because it would still be dreadful. So there we are. (laughs)
3: Like, I know know he's a bad egg, uh, but... (laughs) Yeah? Yeah, Yeah, I thought you thought that. Uh, But, you know, he is the best thing about this fucking movie yeah, jeffrey jones is so good i am jennings i am not jennings mm. she took my eggs
6: <laughs>
5: fucking
6: brilliant yeah he's really good he's so good um so yeah because his face starts to melt his teeth become sharp he develops scales his voice changes as alex has just showed and i and, and as i say this stuff really frightened
3: me when i was a kid did this not scare you Yes, yeah. this was nearly Superman three messed up. for Well, me. apparently because his makeup, his makeup is absolutely incredible. And um, Gloria Catson, Willard Hikes' uh, child, their four year old was on set, and uh, they said that um, when the kid saw Jeffrey Jones, wouldn't go near him mm. and was screaming. And then he put the makeup on.
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see. So you were listening. <laughs> <laughs>
6: get over it. Yep. <laughs> We've got to acknowledge it, but we don't have to discuss it. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Um, Okay, so let's get rid of Jeffrey Jones because he disappears and we get a giant stop-motion scorpion. Uh, Felt like it was straight out of a Ray Harryhausen movie created by Phil Tippett, the man who went on to create the Jurassic Park dinosaurs. And Ed 209, the scariest stop-motion creation in the history of cinema. And I think it looks amazing. Yeah. Um, It looks really cool. And then there's more explosions, more lasers, how the duck blows the duck overlord up. Uh, The dark overlord, not duck overlord. Oh, that would have been a good name for him. Duck
5: overlord.
3: Better, yeah. Um, But... uh, uh, then there's
6: another team. I in. am not Jennings anymore. Yeah.
3: I'm the Dark Overlord. Yeah. Yep. Love it.
4: Uh, it's rubbish. <laughs> it's not! He's great! It's not so rubbish! When he's in the diner, he's like, the transformation. is like, what transformation? He's You've true. just got a hard stare <laughs> and a European accent. No,
3: honestly, I think Men in Black ripped this off completely. <laughs> yeah. Like, Vincent, Vincent yeah. D'Onofrio's yeah, character yeah. as the bug in Men in Black is not as good as uh, Jeffrey Jones in this. Okay. Honestly, I thought you'd quite like it because they've clearly gone. We like what Sigourney Weaver did in
6: Ghostbusters. (laughs) Let's have that. Uh, But there's another demon winging its way um, to Earth, and the only way to stop it is by destroying the machine that's Howard's only way home, which is a really interesting plot point that doesn't get explored at all. (laughs) As he blows up the machine and joins Bev's band, so the movie could end on a terrible music number.
3: Howard the Duck. Mm.
4: This can catch you.
3: It's alright. It's awful. I mean, it's not, it's not turtle power. No. No, it's not.
6: <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, that's the end of the film. And this movie tested well with audiences although there might have been a reason for that, as Gloria Katz, the screenwriter, um, said, I did the response cards. We had to <laughs> give them all to the studio, but the negative ones, I tore up, so we could say, hey, we got a 95% on the screenings. <laughs> that backfired.
5: <laughs> uh,
6: because the critics hated it. Uh, it has got 40% on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, audiences felt the same. It grossed less than its budget worldwide. Uh, but you can't keep a good duck down. Um, he's back now yeah, that Marvel have acquired, um, Disney acquired marvel obviously cameoed in an avengers movie it to the galaxy movie he just did um a, what he was just in a what if cartoon opposite chadwick boseman in his last performance mm-hmm. and so um i'm gonna end with leah thompson uh because she said she found the experience tough um she spoke about it earlier this year because it was the 35th anniversary she said there's no way to be an artist and put your heart into something and not be hurt when people say terrible things like us. Um, she said, I got whiplash from being in the most beloved movie of the year and then the most hated movie of the year. Uh, but she's come to terms with that pain. She recently appeared in the comic, uh, the plot of which featured actress Leah Thompson hiring private investigator Howard to help her recover her lost memories. And she discovers that the villain Mojo has hypnotized her into playing Beverly in the 1986 movie opposite an alien in a Howard the Duck costume.
4: <laughs> Great. Great. Better
6: movie than this. and Leah Thompson's become quite a successful uh, director, and recently she met with Marvel to pitch a How the Duck movie to the bigwigs there. Uh, It didn't happen, but it might, and so I think that would be a nice way of bringing it all full circle if she got to sort out this myth. Fair enough. And that's me done with How the Duck. Beautiful. Lovely stuff. So, favourite scene, Vicky.
4: You've mentioned it already. Um, yeah. Jeffrey Jones, just to prove how powerful he is as a monster, just shatters a bottle of ketchup. <laughs> Loved that. Condiment slaughter. Mm. I laughed my arse so I thought yeah. that was genuinely funny. Apparently, yeah.
3: Leia Thompson went mad on that day because they spent a month shooting the diner stuff and she said the point at which they were doing it from the ketchup bottle's point of view.
4: <laughs> <laughs> she
3: lost her shit. You don't feel like... so
4: important anymore, do you? <laughs>
3: Alex? Uh, yeah, the scene, the scene in the diner. Okay. She took my eggs. <laughs> love it. He'll stop doing it soon. Actually, you
6: won't. <laughs> <really know laughs> it. Um,
5: I won't
3: stop until I've run it into the ground. You know that.
6: <laughs> I love a pun. I don't know if anyone's noticed. So I like the opening scene with all the duck puns yeah. in the apartment. I think it's sort of a glimpse at what might have been a cooler movie. If maybe we'd stayed on Duck World.
3: See, I kind of agree, but like... You know when the, the adverts came on the TV in that apartment, and you can do anything at that point. You can have any advert. Why would you go? The advert we're going to put on is about like a fungal infection in your crotch, and <laughs> of, point, all yeah. the things to do. I don't know. Yeah, I, don't, and, I, I can't why, answer that. Why at that point, when they go, do you have a fungal infection? Have you got crotch itch? Howard looks down at his own crotch, and you're like, I'm meeting this. This is our hero. Mm. And by the end of the opening, all I know is he likes beer. He likes beer and porn. And might have an STD.
4: Well, what? he keeps reusing those condoms. That will happen. <laughs> uh,
3: who's
6: your most valuable ever, uh, Alex? <coughs> Registered sex offender, Jeffrey Jones. Okay.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
6: I mean, that's the reason I'm not picking him. Vicky?
4: So it's Chip. Is it Zine, was I, the voice of Howard? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> so I read an interview with him. Chip, with... don't bother coming out. <laughs> <laughs> Chip and everyone. So he was, like, ghosted by the production because he thought he was going to be insanely wealthy. He did ancillary rights for the toys. He was going to present as the duck like Entertainment Tonight, something like that, like it was going to be ginormous for him Mm. and nothing happened for him to the point where he didn't even get invited to the premiere. So he said, I believe I was going to be wealthier than I ever imagined based (laughs) on a casting director telling me I sounded like a duck. Mm. So because that didn't work out, I'm going to give him my vote. Okay, fair enough. He's not very good.
3: Yeah, though. he's not
5: oh, very good. <laughs> he <you> <laughs> really isn't, is he? He's actually
3: really annoying. But but come on. Like, one of the problems is the voice. It's him, yeah. I mean, you forgive him the fact that he was having to match the bill, but it's really like
4: it's poor. Yeah. yeah. But still, Chip.
3: Okay. <laughs> I'm going for the costume designer, Joe Tompkins.
4: Why?
6: Because what? Howard arrives on Earth. He has a lot of costume change for a duck that only comes with one set of clothes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I really, really like his sense of style. I would
5: absolutely
6: <laughs> yeah, I, would, I can see that yeah, I would wear everything This isn't that Howard, far off Howard yeah, No this is a tell um, I would wear everything that Howard wears and I think I could probably fit in some of them so I'm going for Joe Tompkins and what would you change if you could change anything Vicky
4: Oh just the obvious thing put a voice actor on set during, it's nothing funny just during production so that it isn't totally unwatchable batshit
5: <laughs>
3: They should definitely fuck Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Do you know, I actually, honestly, I think you think I'm down on this movie. I think this movie is brilliant. I would not change a goddamn thing about it. It is fantastic. In all its horribleness, it was a brilliant watch for me. Mm. I enjoyed it. So I'm not changing anything. Well, obviously it's a disaster though. It's a disaster actually.
6: yeah. Um, (laughs) Well, I've been reading the comics, and he's, in a lot of the comics, he's a private detective. I want to see the private detective How the Duck movie. That's what they wanted to do in the first place. That's what they pitched, is that he was just here doing that job. They were going to do it in Hawaii. So I would have made that movie, and I would have cast Danny DeVito as the voice of How the Duck. And I
3: think you've got a movie then. Hello. Ideas factory over here. Come to life. (laughs) Nice. And we're done. We are done, right? That was how the duck, everyone. We got through it. <laughs> uh, relatively unscathed. I, I feel I've got some apologies to make, but never mind. <laughs> as uh, as well. <laughs> there you go. That is part one of Clash Pod Live. Uh, live from King's Place as part of the London Podcast Festival that is an example of what you... (laughs) Of podcasting. Apologies. (laughs) What you can experience. I'll be absolutely completely honest with you. I haven't listened to that show. Have you listened to it? No, I haven't. Chris, have you? I listened to the first couple of minutes to make sure the sound quality was
6: good enough for us to put it out, and then I was dying of cringe.
3: So none of us have any idea of what you just listened to. So uh, touch wood, it was all right. And uh, you haven't unsubscribed. Yeah. Uh, but also, if it was great, come down to one of our future live shows because that's that's the kind of fun question mark that <laughs> happens at them. Great stuff. Uh, Chris, we're looking ahead to next week now and it is going to be your choices on the show. It's not. It's going to be our first listener choice oh, of January. Zing. He got me.
6: Uh, so uh, my clue is... Did all did of you come up with a better clue? A no. clue? A good clue? No. No. Okay.
3: I'm eating turkey
6: somewhere. Okay. My uh, apologies to the artful dodger for this. But uh, never. My, Carry my on. clue is Ooh, you're moving too fast and I don't think it's right.
4: I'm not giving up your <laughs> alerts and that. Not- <coughs> How did you
3: think that wasn't the best clue in the world? Is <laughs> yeah. terrible? I can't it's sing.
6: Nice, really? I can't sing. Uh, lies. So that's Ooh, you're moving too <laughs> fast and I don't think it's right. I love it so I love good it. I,
3: can't, I, I can't sing
5: ooh
3: <laughs> do you want it again how many times do you want it Are we did karaoke after <laughs>
5: uh,
3: alright that is your clue for next week uh, in the meantime please do uh, subscribe to us rate and review us uh, engage with us on Apple, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts um, and we'll be back on Thursday to talk Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles as part of Clash Pod Live part 2 excellent see you then
0: This was a Stack Production and part of the ACAST Creative Network. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time.